Hey, it's your friend SJ and welcome to the Wellness and Wellies podcast. Hey friend, how are you? How is January 2024 working for you? Are you back in routine? Are your kids back to school? How are you feeling? Certainly here in the UK, it's feeling a bit dark and dismal and wet. And it really got me thinking about the winter blues and how for so many of us, this time of year can be challenging. But let's just back up a little bit because last episode, we were talking about goals, setting goals. And I asked you to ask yourself three questions. What are you gonna stop doing? What are you going to continue doing this year and what are you going to start doing? And if your start goal has got anything to do with health, fitness, like looking after your mental and physical health, then you definitely want to grab my 90 day health and fitness planner rest fuel move. The link is in the show notes. It is a digital planner. It's a 90 day planner. So it really helps you to focus on one thing for a short amount of time. Because I don't know about you, when I buy a planner for the year, I can often feel really, really overwhelmed. And I'm sat there at the end of December thinking about these goals that I want for the whole of for the whole of the next year. And my brain just kind of goes into, I can't cope with this, it's too much. This is why I've created a 90 day planner because it's a quarter of the year and it gives you the opportunity to hone in on one specific thing for 90 days And within this planner, you can track your meal planning. There is space for you to time block. You can record your water. You can record your sleep. You can keep a note of the exercise that you're doing. So it really does help you to get all of those different aspects of your life, planning your your work, planning what's going on at home with your kids. And also it incorporates all those important things of sleep, keeping a track of your water, keeping a track of your fitness and just having it all in one place in a really nice compact form is really, really helpful. Now, the planner actually comes as a digital download, as a PDF. So wherever you are in the world, you can get access to this. It's super affordable. And because it's a PDF, you can choose whether you want to print it out at home. You could take it to somewhere like Staples to get it printed out. Or like I do, you could use an online company. So there's one here in the UK called Doxu that I'll link in the show notes as well. And I would highly recommend that you actually get four copies printed because the more copies you print at once, the cheaper it is, but then you've got enough to cover you for the whole year. So go and grab the digital planner. The link is in the show notes and let me how you know how you get on with it. I am certainly digging into mine right now and using it to really focus on those real key things of getting enough sleep, making sure that I am eating food that is fueling my body and also doing some kind of movement. And the reason I'm really having to kind of like dig deep into that right now is is twofold. So if you've been on um, listening to the podcast for a while now, you will know that one of my closest friends is really going through a tough time with um, cancer. But we also, and God is so good, has given us some amazing and exciting news that we are going to be moving to a new farm in the middle of February. So my other half, Tim, is a farmer, you probably know, and we are going to be moving to a farm that is twice the size of the one that we have right now. It's going to be an amazing opportunity for him to manage this 
incredible farm in an area of the UK called Shropshire which we're really excited about but it's also really scary and stressful and we're trying to do all of the everyday stuff and get through you know day-to-day life but at the same time we're having to you know go through all our stuff and start putting things in boxes and plan things and you know all of the additional things that you have to do when you move house and moving house is really stressful So this is why the planner that I've just been talking about is so important to me because this is where I lean into making sure that I am looking after myself and making sure that I'm sleeping and I'm eating good food and also moving my body every single day because I know that those three things will help me get through really challenging times but they're also the stuff that we need to be doing on a day-to-day basis just to look after ourselves so I highly recommend you go and get a copy I would love to see how you are using yours and if you'd like to know how I am using mine I will certainly share that with you so today's episode is all about the winter blues like this time of the year if you live in the northern hemisphere you know that this time of year can be particularly challenging and the daylight is really, really, the hours of daylight are very short. The weather, certainly in the UK, has been pretty rough. There has been a lot of rain and a lot of flooding. So it's been a really, really challenging time for so many people. And I know myself, like in the mornings when it's dark, like I don't want to get out of my bed. It's warm, it's cozy, my alarm goes off and it's so tempting just to press that snooze button and just try and kind of like shut the world out and forget that you don't have to get up and get on with life. And that's why I wanted to talk about the winter blues. And in today's episode, I'm just going to kind of like unpack what it is and why it happens. And the reason I'm going to do that is because first of all, I want to know you to know that if you feel like this, it's normal. And there are so many people who are probably feeling the same as you every single day. But it's one of these things like menopause, like, you know, our hormones, our menstrual cycles. It's something that people don't talk about because people feel ashamed of it. And we live in this culture where we have to put a brave face on and we have to look like we always have everything together all the time. And I just want you to know that I struggle with this too. Like, you're not on your own. And I often feel that that sense of community, of solidarity can really help us to get through what are often challenging situations. So first up, let's talk about what the winter blues are. It's often referred to as SADS, which is known as a seasonal affective disorder. And really one of the key factors that is um, linked to us feeling a bit like down in the dumps Um, is because of the changes in our exposure to natural light that happens with the shifting seasons. Now, if you live on the equator, this is something that really will not impact you because your daylight hours are consistent. It doesn't change. But in the UK, for example, where I live, in the winter time right now, we have like the sun just about comes up about half past eight in the morning and it disappears about four o'clock in the afternoon. Whereas in the summertime, the sun can be up from sort of like half five, five o'clock in the morning and it will often be up in the sky until 10, maybe half past 10 at night. So that's a real contrast between the amount of sunlight that we get in the winter and the amount of sunlight that we get 
in the summer and I'm not just talking I'm not really talking just about the weather here but it's just actual like our circadian rhythm which is this 24-hour clock that we have in our bodies is based around sunlight and if you ever look at animals for example like here in the UK so many animals hibernate and it makes total sense because it's cold it's dark there's not a lot of food around and we can feel like that like I certainly feel like that I kind of feel like a little hedgehog that just wants to curl up in a ball under a blanket by a nice warm cozy fire and just sleep until the sun appears magically in the sky in spring. Now unfortunately our life does not give us the opportunity to hibernate for the best part of four or five months or give us the opportunity, many of us don't have the opportunity to go and live closer to the equator or go and move somewhere hot for a few months during winter but oh my gosh like that is definitely something that I would love to do. Now I first realised that I had SADS or seasonal affective disorder during my teaching career and this was because I was getting up in the dark, I was going to work in the dark, I was in my classroom like nearly all day coming home in the dark and I never saw natural light and that had such a negative impact on my mental health, I feel stressed, I felt anxiety, I felt depression, it was just like everything felt so hard and I was exercising which certainly helped but it got to a point where I was really really struggling and I actually went to the doctors and I was talking about how I was feeling and he said you know what do you like in the summer and I was and I said to him I'm okay and he said to me that he had died that he diagnosed SADS and there's a lot of different types of treatment and if you are listening to this and you feel that it's something you definitely struggle with, I really recommend going and having a conversation with your doctor, with a medical professional. But that being said, there are an awful lot of things that you can do to help and support yourself. And I'm going to dig into a couple of those in this episode. But next episode, which I'm actually going to drop the day after this episode, is going to be full of really, really practical, tangible advice that you can use to help you if you feel that you are struggling with SADS like I have. So let's just kind of go back to what it is. Ultimately, this feeling of anxiety and depression and just this really horrible low mood that we can have is linked to the fact that we are not getting enough sunlight. And if you think like, you know, if you go back before the Industrial Revolution and you think about um, families, you think about indigenous um, communities and how they live, and people um, who were living together as families, perhaps they were farmers, for example, like my family, they would be responsive to the seasons. So it would be a normal process for people to be, you know, spending longer hours in the fields in the summertime and then having a rest in the wintertime and sleeping more in winter. So it's kind of like a natural cycle, isn't it? When you think about it, like that was—that is what God created. It's the way that we used to work. But post like industrial revolution, you know, the uh, creation of electricity and then the really busy, hectic lives that we lead right now, where we feel like we have to be on and we have to be switched on. We don't have the opportunity to wait 
to maybe wait until the sun comes up to actually wake up and, and get out of bed. Like so many of us have to get up before the sun has come up. And we don't have the opportunity because of so many people with the jobs that they do to be able to go outside during the day because you have to be at work in an office. And all of these things, because of the busy lives that we have, have a knock-on effect on our mental health and our well-being because we're not getting enough natural light. So if you are feeling like this, I really want you to understand that this is a normal thing. Like you're not unusual it's really common and people feel this to a different degree depending on how sensitive you are to this now I live with a farmer and I have to say he really struggles with this like in the summertime he is like Mr happy Mr cheerful but the winter and the cold and the rain can really affect him in a negative way And I think as women, we can also be particularly sensitive to this. But if you add in the combination of the lack of sunlight on top of the symptoms that we're potentially feeling alongside perimenopause, it can be a really, really challenging time. And that's why I am talking about this with you today, because I do, and I keep saying this, I want you to feel that you have somebody that you can talk to about this, that you don't have to feel ashamed that you are struggling. Like, I'm here. I'm your friend. I want you to feel that you are not alone and you have somebody to come to and somebody who gets it, somebody who understands how you are feeling. Now, this lack of daylight that we often experience at this time of the year impacts two key chemicals within our body serotonin and melatonin and if you really want to kind of dig into those chemicals pop them pop their names in google and you can kind of geek out to your heart's content but you've probably come across melatonin before because often people might take it as a supplement if they're struggling with sleep so melatonin is the chemical that helps our body to prepare for sleep and our body gets the signal about melatonin from the fact that the sun goes down And that's why so many of us struggle because we live in a society where everything's like nearly always on and there's always lights on. If you live in a city, you know, there's always lights and all sorts of things. And if you've got the TV on, if you're looking at your phone in the evening, it can all give like mixed messages to our body where our body thinks that because there's light around, we should be awake and actually it's nighttime and we should be asleep. And then this can kind of mess with our hormones, with our estrogen, our progesterone. And if we're going through perimenopause where those hormones are up and down and all over the place as well, it can be definitely a challenging conversation and a challenging time. So melatonin is the chemical that is linked to our body's feeling that it is ready for sleep. And serotonin is a chemical that can help us to feel awake. And it's the chemical that sort of signals our body that we need to be up and we need to be about and we need to be getting on with things. So obviously, if we are waking up in the dark, it's going to take a lot longer for our body to get the idea that it needs to be awake. Many of us will automatically like reach for caffeine. And I'm going to dig into why that's not necessarily the best thing to do for yourself and how you could go about trying something else um, in 
the next episode and the melatonin production can become confused if we are sitting up late at night watching television maybe scrolling through like Instagram or TikTok on your phone and these can all kind of cause our bodies to feel a little bit out of whack and for everything to feel a little bit all over the place and that is what leads to us feeling really sluggish really unmotivated and potentially feeling quite depressed. Now, if you also combine the reduced sunlight exposure, it can also impact the um, body's production of vitamin D, which is why um, a lot of people will, and it is actually recommended, the NHS in the UK recommend that people take a vitamin D supplement because that can play an important role in the regulation of your mood. Now, I keep saying this, but unfortunately, the fluctuation in light exposure can influence the balance of other hormones in our body, which can contribute even more to this feeling of depression. And that can be, that can, the lack of sunlight can impact your estrogen, your progesterone. So if you're struggling with perimenopause, the lack of sunlight can also upset and imbalance those hormones which is why it can be a really challenging time for women in perimenopause or menopause. Now this is where the planner comes in because the planner helps you to have a space where you can track your sleep, you can track your food, you can track your movement, you can track the water that you are drinking and you can also plan your week ahead. But the good thing about this is that with this planner, if you use it for 90 days and then you then shift and you use a second one for 90 days, as you use that planner throughout the year, you're going to see different patterns and you're probably going to see different patterns in your mood, the amount of sleep that you get And that's then going to help you to look back and to think about where you were at your best and how you can use that information to inform your daily, your weekly, your monthly routines. And that information that you collect about yourself and how you feel and how much sleep you need and what foods make you feel good and how, you know, what kind of exercise did you do? How did that impact your mood? how much water were you drinking and how did you feel? Those things can really help you to be very clever about yourself because ultimately this whole process is very individual and it gives you that knowledge to be able to plan and optimize what you're doing on a daily basis to help you feel at your best. So if you haven't got the planner, I really recommend that you get it. It is in a digital format, so you can print it yourself, you can get somebody else to print it, or, and I forgot to mention this earlier, if you have an iPad, you can put it on your iPad. It's a PDF, you can use it through one of the apps on your iPad, and you can write directly onto your iPad. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there are a huge number of things that you can do to support yourself if you feel that you are struggling with this. And I'm going to start off by sharing a couple with you right now, but I'm going to encourage you to make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast because I'm going to drop another episode which gives you another eight ideas of things that you can do to look after yourself if you feel that you are struggling with SADS and it's really practical things, low cost things that you can do to help you to feel better during the winter dark months. So go grab a pen and pencil or 
paper, pen, pencil, paper, whatever you want to write with or your iPads. And I'm going to share the first two ideas with you now. And don't forget to come back and check out the next episode because I'm going to share some other ideas with you. Okay, here we go with number one. And this is probably, I think, one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. If you are struggling with the winter blues and when your alarm goes off, all you want to do is roll over, hit the snooze button. First of all, make sure your alarm is loud (laughs) and find a way by whatever means possible to make that noise loud, put some music on your alarm, make it repetitive so that you actually wake up. And as soon as you wake up, turn on a light. Like if you've got a lamp next to you or something like that, because you, if you are getting up in the dark, one of the key things you need to do is to signal to your body that it's time to wake up. And the best way you can do that is by getting light. Now, That could be like from your bedside table, from your lamp in your bedroom. You could have one of those um, like alarm clocks. I've got one of them. It's really quite good actually. So it sort of mimics the rising of the sun. I find it really helpful in winter. It sort of gradually wakes you up. It lightens, it makes the room lighter. Um, I find that quite helpful. And it also does the opposite. So it has sort of like a sun going down effect and it gets to a point where it's quite bright. Um, You can also get some really bright sort of lights that help with seasonal um, affective disorder. I've got one of those. That's quite helpful. I keep that in my kitchen. So in the morning when I am downstairs um, getting myself ready, I have that sort of in my kitchen. But really what you're trying to do is signal to your body that it's time to wake up, it's time to get moving, it's time to get going. And doing that by turning on lights, making things as bright as possible, getting some music are really, really key. And the second thing that really helps, because what we're trying to do is to get rid of that melatonin in our body. We're trying to wake ourselves up. We're trying to get rid of those sleepy hormones. We're trying to make ourselves feel energized. The first thing you should be reaching for is water. Now I've got one of those like fake Stanley cup things. And at nighttime, I put cold water with some ice in it. And by the time I wake up in the morning, it's still quite cold. So that is what I drink. So lights on, cold water, drinking cold water just to wake yourself up, to get your body like moving, activated, to really sort of help your system understand that it's time to get up. Now, next episode, which is going to drop like the next day after this episode is going to be all about some other ideas other tips and strategies that you might want to try and incorporate but the time being my friend set that alarm nice and loud get those lights on and get drinking that water all within the first like five to ten minutes of waking up and you are going to feel so much better have an amazing day my friend have an amazing week and I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode